Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome in to a Truth or Fiction Thursday. That's right, I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. This is Critical Thinking. We are back. The band is back together after a week off. And uh, we're going to play a little truth or fiction on this Thursday edition of the program. So, Pat, why don't we just get in to Critical Thinking? Truth or fiction, Pat has no stones. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ouch, ouch. In fairness, though... um, this was never intended to be a week off. This it is was true. Just a this is true. A long weekend. Yeah, a long weekend has turned into a long journey for one Pat Oni. So congratulations! Yeah, uh, I'm glad you're back and feeling better. Um, you know, I don't know what you want to share with the people, but share what you want to share. Well, I I was just gonna say I was uh, I was in the hospital on Monday. Um, I was uh, out working on my garage, and I uh, was gonna prime it, paint it start putting it back together, you know, cause we, you know, the house is 20 ish years old and the, the garage has never been finished. So trying to get that finished. Um, and I'll, I'll explain why I'm trying to finish my garage here later on. Um, but, uh, as I'm trying to finish it, all of a sudden I had this really, really dull, massive pain in my right side. To which we thought was my appendix. So go to the emergency room, get a CT done. Turns out kidney stones or more aptly a kidney stone. Only had one. It hurt like hell. Um, Like I said, sympathy pains, Pat. You were having sympathy pains. Yes. Gee, thanks. Um, I was, uh, as I, as I talked to, to, uh, my assistant who had a kidney stone a few years ago and has also recently had a child because my mother-in-law claims that, you know, ha- cause she's had kidney stones claims that it, uh, kidney stones are worse than childbirth. No comment on that one. I, I don't know how much I believe that, nor do I have anything to compare to. Um, whoa, 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 Pat. I'm going to stop yeah. you right there on that on that track. Did you or did you not listen to yesterday's program? I did not, as of yet. You bastard. Because if you would have listened to or watched yesterday's program, which you can go to rumble.com backslash critical thinking to do, okay. or you could have, I don't know, subscribed on your favorite podcasting platform, make sure that the downloading is all set up correctly, and you could have rated and reviewed, you know, you could have done all of those things to help the program out, you bastard. Um, you would have known that Dylan Mulvaney is telling you that he wants to get pregnant. Well, okay, I knew that. that that's, that's physically impossible, though. He no, that, that will never happen. But also, Pat, in that same video, he tells us that he is uh, somehow now attracted to women. Could it and, possibly and then wants a woman to get him pregnant. Could so what we're really talking about here is a another dude, actually. It, it, another dude impregnating another dude? Mm-hmm. That's basically what he's advocating for. <clears throat> now, like I said yesterday on the program, Pat, um, even if we could come up with a way in which to somehow implant a womb into a dude... In the future. Yeah. Right. Even if that's something that how in the hell science could and why would you um that also doesn't you don't and will never possess the hormones, the cellular structure to your body to be able to actually nurture that baby. It, it, 
well, wouldn't there, work. There's actually a bone structure too. Correct. Child. Yeah. 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 There are things that while you might be able to artificially create, you cannot create. There, there are things that are just biologically impossible to do. Scientifically impossible to do because they are natural and unnatural. They would be rejected by the other biological sex. Okay. So what the hell? Thank you for ruining my kidney stone story because all I was going to say is that um, according to sources of actual women who have had children and have had kidney stones, Mm -hmm. they say the two are comparable. Now, are you trying to garner sympathy, Pat? Are you trying to garner sympathy? No, I'm just trying to say I was in a heck of a lot of pain. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay. Well, I am glad that you are better, that the uh, stone has allegedly passed, and that uh, we are we are moving past, hopefully, both of us having major issues uh, health-wise here in 2023. Let's hope the rest of this year is healthy and happy for all of us, because good freaking God. Oh. Yeah, that's sucked. I don't recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it either. All right, so with that, folks, we are going to be playing Truth or Fiction on this Thursday edition of the program um, because we did get to do it on Tuesday, and we had some things lined up on Tuesday, and instead I I got to play singular uh, Truth or Fiction with you, and it just doesn't work. So with that being said, Pat, um, you want me to go first or you want to go first? Uh, Age before beauty. Well, I'm older and more beautiful, so I guess I have to go first. All right. Truth or fiction, Twitter will become our last bastion of secular freedom within five years. Oh, um, that's a tough one. It's certainly very possible. And and just just from the way that I'm going to interpret this, <clears throat> mm-hmm. especially from a social media platform and, and kind of knowing what Elon wants to do in terms of free speech and stuff like that, I'm going to go with truth because I don't, I don't <clears throat> see... I don't really see him using Twitter to follow something like like ESG scores or uh, kind of getting into that DEI kind of crap like where like a lot of other platforms like Fakebook are going to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see him doing a lot of censoring. Um, I, I could see maybe a few things that he that he might censor, but but all in all, I think he's going to try to create a place of free thought, um, and as well as free speech. So, yeah, I, I could see it being a platform that, and from a secular standpoint, yeah, th- that's very possible. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> you, you picked up on the key thing, and I, and I actually had to cross out what I was writing down earlier before the show. This, 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 this truth or fiction kind of popped into my head, uh-huh. and I had to rewrite it because I just wrote, the last bastion of freedom. And then I thought to myself, wait a second, the only last bastion of actual freedom is in our faith, right? That is the last bastion. So for those who don't have faith, this would be your last bastion. I agree that this is truth. Within five years here, if if we don't understand what time it is and stop with the wanting of perfection, and I'm going to talk about that in a second, right? And understand what time it is and begin to dismantle what needs to be dismantled and build up what needs to be built up. If we don't start that now, within five years, within a year, within two years, right? Let's look at what is down the pipeline here, Pat. Shall the 
Team GOP or somehow the Libertarian Party not win an election, right? We don't begin to see a massive shift or somehow an implosion of the Republican Party happens with a replacement of it, right? If we don't see something like that, or if we don't see <clears throat> the rooting out of the evil of the spirit of the age within the Republican Party, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world, right? The the Mitch McConnell's, right? These, these people that are hell-bent on power instead of principles using power to their advantage. Instead, they just use power for power's sake. But if we don't understand what time it is, here's your future, okay? We will face... Joseph Marionette Biden for another four years. Or worse. Hang on. We will then watch in two years' time after that election the Senate and the House go right back to the other party because this is the pattern. And in which case, what does your freedom matter? They have all the power. They already are telling us they're going to suspend a filibuster rule. If they suspend that filibuster rule in the Senate, it doesn't matter. They can ram anything they want through. They can do whatever they want. And let me ask you a very simple question, Pat, about your freedom and my freedom, our freedom. Have they or have they not indicated that they want to control your financial freedom? Yes, they have. Okay. I also have another question for you, Pat. Those that are in the inner circle around the Biden administration, have they or have they not used a certain two words? to move and advance an argument going forward. Those two words, Christian nationalism. Yes, they have. Okay. What's your definition of a Christian nationalist? Well, I mean, I, th I think it's going to just be very simple of uh Someone who believes in Jesus Christ, but also believes in the country, the nation, patriotism, something along those lines. Hmm. That's not what a Christian nationalist is, though. A, but Christian no, no, nationalist, I, I, a Christian nationalist is actually somebody who believes that this nation not only was just was founded on Christianity, right, and its principles and its guide points, right? Not just right. that that was the case, but that we need to become a nation that is just a Christian nation, meaning we must take away the secular government and replace it with a government that is Christian. Okay? We yeah. are going to take away the, the, the freedom of religion, and you're going to bend the knee to Christianity or else. That's the real definition of a Christian nationalist. Okay. Right. Sure. I agree. Okay. That's the definition that most people who are talking on this subject would would take a look at. But Pat, to the people who are in those positions of power, the definition that you gave is the definition they use. So if you believe in this country, if you believe in your religious principles, okay? If you believe in them and you want to act them out in your private and public life, do you think, let's put it this way, Pat, do you think that they wouldn't go there? Do you think that they, with all the power in their hands, would never go there? Because remember, the, the big scare was what? Uh, white nationalism, right? Are people buying that? No. Some. 
but the vast not, majority not of America is laughing at you. Right. Right. Yeah. But they have decided to go after you with ESG scores. They have decided to go after you with Pride Month. Woohoo. It starts today, by the way. Can't wait for that. And then third and foremost, have they not attempted to go after you with the sexualization of children? Right? Have they not attempted to make a new religion out of sexuality? Okay. Yes, they have. So how do you so if that's what you've built up, what shibboleth, what thing do you need to dismantle? True religion. In order for that to finally go through its final phase, right? What's that final phase? Well, guess what? Your God shall be mocked. Your God shall be ruined. Your God shall not be worshipped. Right? So if you want full control, where do you go? It is beginning to label your enemy with the most dastardly terms, right? It is to label your... I'm not a Christian nationalist. I... I Disavow Christian nationalism. I think that this country was indeed, there's a difference between realizing the reality of the foundation of this country and whom founded it and on what principles and applying those to a secular government. There's a difference between realizing that and saying, well, because of it, we must only allow Christianity and everything must be done via Christian guidance and you know that there are groups, there are groups inside Christianity who believe that, and that there are Protestant groups, especially Pat, who believe that the only way forward is a replacement of our, our government with a government that has a prince, <clears throat> quote unquote, a leader, quote unquote, if you will, who will only lead based off of Christian faith. And, and not just living that out in their own lives and, and using it as a guidepost to, to inform secular beliefs. No, 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 no. Literally, they believe in this idea that there's a, a prince that must come and reign over the government. They don't look at Jesus Christ as that prince, right? They look at right. there must be another one. There are Christian groups that do believe this. There are Protestant sects that do believe in that. So where where's the next step? What is the next thing? They've already advanced the goalposts and advanced the ball to the five-yard line, to the three, to the two. I would argue they're probably within the you know one-yard line at this point uh, of a full-on see you later, First Amendment, see you later, Second Amendment. Where do you think they're going to go? It's your religion. And they're going to label anybody who has true belief in God and in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. They're going to label anybody. You, you'll, you would be a Muslim and somehow you're going to be a Christian nationalist, according to them. They're going to move the definition, change the terms, label you as the bigot, as the racist, as the homophobe of that day, which will be a Christian nationalist. And we must eradicate Christian nationalism. And how do you do it, Pat? You do it by suspending the First Amendment of the Constitution. You dismantle the thing that was founded on the principles of, of that belief system. So when I look at Elon Musk, right, what are they going to do? Right? They already have the, the guidepost in place. We already see Bank of America just willingly hand, handing all, all of your information over. They're willing to play ball with the government on anything. Right, We see it with, uh, with Chase and Citi and Wells Fargo and da-da-da. We can go on and on and on. doesn't matter where you want to go. There's nowhere to go. So if I'm looking at this from a secular viewpoint, right? If I want that last bastion of freedom, if I want to hold steadfast, right? If I want to take this out of the hands of government power, 
you have to disrupt the centralization of that power. And who is a bigger disruptor of power than Elon Musk? And can he give you financial freedom that is separate from government? Can he give you encrypted messaging? Can he give you the tools and the mechanisms to continue to live that freedom in God, that freedom, period, whatever you want, to, however you want to define that freedom for yourself, whether you believe in God or not? Here's the reality. They're already labeling people who are literally secular, literally are atheists who work with people who believe in Jesus Christ as a Christian nationalist. They're already doing it. They're already laying that groundwork. So while you're over here fighting Target and Bud Light Wars, right, and and now Chick-fil-A isn't, uh, you know, all, you folks, you can't fight all of these battles. You can't. That's an impossibility. You will lose your soul doing it. Why? And how? Because we've seen it in front of us with the people who did it for the last decade. Look how soulless they are. You will lose your soul doing it. So, yeah, is it important to say, yeah, no, I don't want to shop there. And, man, I don't support uh, a company that literally did business with a Satanist, knowingly did business with a Satanist, because the line of clothing was a glorification of Satanhood, right? Of, of Satanic re religious bullshit, right? Is there a difference between saying, yeah, I'm not going to go do business with them? And then literally seeking out every single company that doesn't kowtow to your every whim and belief. My God, that is an exhausting existence. But the reason why you're boycotting a Bud Light or a Target over a Chick-fil-A for me would be because Chick-fil-A is not insulting you to your face. The first thing they include in their diversity, equity, inclusion, their DEI is a statement about their belief in a Christian God. For crying out loud, people, pick your damn battles. Right. More importantly, pay attention to whom and what they're going after on the other side. Pay attention. Because within five years, suddenly just mainstream belief, going to church on a Sunday will make you a Christian nationalist. And then what? You're out of society. You will be unbanked. You will be unpersoned. You will be othered. In so much as you don't get the benefits of quote-unquote polite society anymore. And oh, by the way, our government has now shaped and reshaped itself. You know, and, and I, heard, I heard this the other day. The average constitution, the average Republican constitution or parliamentary constitution, whatever, in world history, Pat, do you know the average length that those things have lasted in the world? Um, I'm guessing not nearly as long as ours has. The average is 17 years, folks. Ours has lasted for over 200. That is what makes... America exceptional, unique, and different in the story of human history, okay? When they tell the story of us 2,000 years ago, the human race 2,000 years from now, they're going to tell the epoch of time that was America because it's unique. It's why we tell the history of Greece and Egypt and the history of the Roman Empire, because they were unique periods in human evolution in history. That's why we're telling those stories, right? We're not telling the stories of, of Arabia. Why? Because largely, until you get to the time of the Prophet Muhammad and the, the beginning of the Muslim religion, that wasn't unique. Understand what time it is. Understand what your enemy is going to be doing or wanting to do down the road. So in five years' time, 
let me paint that picture. Joe Biden has a had a second term. The Democrats have run everything in Washington, D.C. They already have owned and will further empower uh, the bureaucracies in this country. Where's your backstop? And that's what Elon Musk is thinking through, folks. He is a visionary. He is a thought leader. He is also a really good engineer and a technical genius as well. He is that rare combination of technical skill and innovation and thought leadership. That doesn't happen very often. Very often what you see is like the Steve Jobs and somebody else or um, you know, Paul Allen and the, the vision that um, Bill Gates brought to the program, right? Paul Allen was the technical genius behind Windows, not Bill Gates, folks. You oftentimes see it in two people, not one. So I want you to think through that. That's why I brought this up. In five years, where's your freedom? This is what he's thinking through. How do I make this company turn into something that evolves into a freedom center economically, spiritually, politically, and more importantly, free speech wise. It's be interesting. All right. With that out of the way though, Pat, um, your first truth or fiction, now that we spent like 25 minutes on this. <laughs> well, I, I, I I'm going to, I'm going to go on the, the same vein you are here. Um, truth or fiction, the reason why we're seeing companies like Bud Light, Miller, Target, um, alienate basically their own customer bases, if you will, mm-hmm. is because of ESG. Um, that's 100% truth, 1,000% truth. And I, and I said this on Twitter yesterday. What you don't understand is it's not about you as the consumer. It's not about you as the customer. It has nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with what's going on here. The customer is never right in a situation in which you have your ownership literally setting you up, right? <clears throat> and... um question for you when it comes to um when it comes to anheuser bush InBev. now i have long held that stock okay now i have divested from it because i don't believe it is a good investment anymore because it has shown its ass lately and what i mean by that is that it has shown that it would rather pick the side of its ownership group over what the consumer is demanding. And this is the the ultimate war that's really going on economically. Who owns the vast, vast majority, the biggest majority of AB InBev stock, Pat? Do you know it? I actually don't know. It's BlackRock at 9%. They own 9% of the company themselves. Vanguard, <clears throat> 7%. Um. There's a, there's a third one that I can't remember also owns another 7%. So let's add that up, folks. 7 plus 7 is 14 plus 9. That's 23% of the company that they own. In a publicly traded company, is that or is that not an ass ton of money? That is an ass ton of money and an ass ton of ownership. Anybody who owns over 1% of a company that is that widely publicly traded has a lot of money invested in that company and has, more importantly, a lot of sway. Why? Because they can then put whom? Their candidates, their people they would want onto the board of directors, right? You have no influence as a consumer over the direction of that company. None. Do they have a fiduciary duty? Yes, they do. Is that fiduciary duty to you? No. Not unless you own stock. You, they, they don't owe you a damn thing. The thing that they owe is to their shareholders. And whom owns the vast majority? The people who have a very similar um, 
corporate philosophy. That's Vanguard, BlackRock, all of these types of funds, okay? They all own massive amounts of the company, and they own it on purpose. They are using, they have a stated philosophy that they are picking their winners and losers in the economy, and they are picking the winners and losers of how they're going to interact in this economy. And they're doing it because they've rigged the game politically and economically. Folks, pay attention. We've talked about this BlackRock and Vanguard owning large swaths of neighborhoods, right? And the idiots who took the paycheck not understanding that your neighbor down the street will now sell to the same company and the 10 other neighbors around you also sell. Oh, and by the way, they're doing that in the other neighborhood that you would like to live in. So you're going to take that bigger paycheck, right? And that bigger amount of money that they just paid you, they paid you $100,000 over asking price, right? Holy bleep. Oh, except for they also own that neighborhood you would like to now move into. So they just literally rented your house back to you because there's no inventory. There's no place to go. In large sections of this country, that's the reality in front of you. You got played because you didn't understand the game. This is the game. And ESG is their weapon of choice. So, of course, they're going to choose ESG. Of course, they're going to choose the woke messaging and the woke corporate idea, right? So my, I guess my further question would be, is your boycott working? The only way that it works, Pat, is if it hurts the bottom line of those who are implementing ESG. The question is, is BlackRock, is Vanguard, are all of these other ESG, you know, mega funds that own large, large quantities of these companies, are they willing to stand on principle or is it about money and power? Because if it's about money and power over principle, these boycotts that watch Target go down, uh, was it nine days in a row for the first time in five years or something like that? Or five days in a row for the first time in nine years, whatever it is, okay? Mm. That's hitting them in the pocketbook. There's no question about it because that is a large capitalization, right? So they own 9% of whatever company, right? Bud Light, Losing $25 billion or $30 billion of market share. Is that a problem for a company like AB InBev? Hell yes, it is, especially how fast it happened. So the question that you have to ask yourself is, is the boycott, is the hurting them in the pocketbook actually going to make that change? The answer to me right now is no. Why? Because a lot of these companies are just doubling and tripling down on their investment in these companies. Why? Because they believe they're bulletproof companies. So let me ask you another question, Pat. Could we target the non-bulletproof companies, right? These companies that are maybe making their way up and they've been pushed by the BlackRocks and the Vanguards, right? And they're just becoming public companies and they're kind of right on the edge of, of uber popularity, right? Could that be where you target this if you're really looking at it? Oh, really? You want to play the ESG game? Well, guess what? Your stock ain't worth bupkis anymore. Congratulations. Your $50 billion investment is worth $5 million. Would that matter to them? Probably it would. So your $25 billion divestment into the, the, the market capitalization of Bud Light. Does that hurt AB InBev? Yeah, maybe. It kind of sort of does. But the real hurt will be if that $25 billion in one month turns into $25 billion every single month for the next year. It, looking looking at specifically, you know, Bud Light and, and, and Target here, you know, and, and how much money they've lost, you know, one, one could make the argument that, you know, whatever this boycott is, it's working because they're losing money, right? I've always kind of said, yeah, it's working to a point and it's right now it's only temporary because do, do you think that Bud Light really cares, even though they've somewhat backtracked the whole Dylan Mulvaney thing and they've put out some more 
patriotic commercials, if you will, that that kind of appeals to their base and things like that. Do you think right. they care? It doesn't well, it, matter. And, it and doesn't here's matter the rub, too. right? Here's the rub on all of that, right? By backtracking on that Dylan Mulvaney situation or haphazardly attempting to go back to its consumer base and say, whoa, 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 we're still with right. you, right? They also right. then alienated the, the base that they were trying to attract, right? Right. So right. they screwed the pooch by alienating both sides. And that's exactly what's happening with Target, by the way. Um, it wasn't, you know, Target sending that stuff to the back of the store so that it can get out of the, the reach of children because the vast majority of parents aren't going into the back corner of the store very often. Right. Um, right. But all of that being said, what did that do? Right. That ticked off the LGBTQ mafia crowd. Right. The people who are literally now um, the they have multiple bomb threats, you know, and all the stuff and then attempting to couch it as the, you know, they were pretending to be Christian uh, people when it turns out that it was really LGBT activist crowds that were literally creating this and attempting to to set up this scenario. Turns out the people actually committing violence and wanting violence on target, right? This is also a company who watched in 2020 as their stores just got looted and ransacked like crazy all over this country during the summer of BLM, right? And what yep. did they do about it? Absolutely nothing. Are, are, are Christians going in and looting and defacing the store over? No, they're just choosing to stay away. So... Again, is there really the, the point that I'm trying to get at, Pat, and I think you are too, is if you want to make a difference, you have to hit ESG in its in its pocketbook and and make them bend the knee to you. How do you do that? I don't know that the pocketbook is enough because Vanguard, BlackRock, and all these companies, they have all the money in the world. And so my question simply is this, is it their principles or their pocketbook? And I would suggest that the boycott actually is helping us make them choose. And whatever their choice is, then we know which way we have to fight, right? We, we're finding out. And more importantly, will the companies say enough and say, I'm firing you? Right. I'm firing all of you that are associated with the things that made us go down this path. Right. The board of directors who hired the CEO, who hired these people, who put all these people in positions of power at the behest of ESG because they knew that they would do their bidding. Is it going to present itself as that's where we're going to get this change? Or is it going to be, hey, we're going to pull out because this is a really bad investment? In which case, great. Now we know that we hit you in the pocketbook, you back down. Or if it's about the principles, okay, now we know we've got to play the same game. And by the way, there are um, there is a fund, there is a non-ESG fund that is out there right now. I can't remember the name of it. It's an EFT, Exchange Traded Fund, okay? Like a lot of these Vanguard, BlackRock, all of these companies uh, put out there that literally is dedicated to let's pull all of our money, right? All of those who of us who don't believe in ESG, let's pull all of our money and become more powerful, own bigger percentages of these companies and make all the difference in the world. Let's do that. Let's fight that battle. Let's, let's see, let's see who is going to win. Is it your principles or is it your pocketbook? That's really what this is about. Um, and there's no question right now that it's really ESG that is at the crux of the Bud Light target situations. That's it. All right. With that, Pat, um, let's play a little bit of the B or not the B if you're ready. Let's do it. Okay. And with that, uh, you want the headline? Well, yeah, I kind of need the headline. Okay. <clears throat> Today's headline. African children politely decline donation of Target Pride merch. African children politely decline donation of Target Pride merch. And while you are thinking about that, Pat, do not forget, folks, you can go to a business that will not insult you. 
more importantly, a business that is focused on providing quality products to their customers. And I'm talking about our fine friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. I put my order in the other day for some more of the bourbon flavored as well as the strawberries and cream flavored coffee. So I'm going to check those out. Um, But if you go over there and you want to make an order, it is literally roasted to order. I can get it ground. You can get it whole bean. You can do whatever. You can get K-cups. You can get tea, coffee, um, hot chocolate, whatever your little heart desires by going to our friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com, entering the promo code CRITICALTHINKING at checkout for 5% off of your purchase today. Again, that is coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code CRITICALTHINKING. Do you need the headline one more time, Pat? Yeah, one more time. African children politely decline donation of Target Pride merch. Is this the B or not the B? That's my question. Man, I, I this kind of makes me think. If you go back to the uh, Matt Walsh documentary that came out last year, "What Is a Woman?" Yeah, that, that, that's where my mind immediately went. I don't know why. I, I want this to be not to be. I really do. I, I really want this to be be that. But I don't know why. I'm going to go with the Babylon Bee. Oh, your instinct is correct. This is the Babylon Bee. Oh, yeah. According to the Babylon Bee, Uganda. With Target boycotts sweeping the nation, and by the way, if you don't understand that reference, why they put Uganda on there, have you not been paying attention? They they literally banned homosexuality, punishable by death. So that would be why that's actually really funny. Um, Now the the punishment by death is not funny. No, no, I don't agree with that at all. No, not at all. Yeah. But uh, it says here, with Target boycotts sweeping the nation, the company has been forced to send pallets of unsold pride merchandise to impoverished tribes in Africa. International aid workers are frustrated, however, as none of the poor children will accept the free clothing. Quote, um, no thank you, said Kamba, or Kamba, a 10-year-old boy from the uh, Nandelbele tribe who was wearing nothing but some leaves and a piece of old rubber tire. I'm really not interested. I'd get killed for wearing that shirt. Plus, I'm not queer. Plus, it's really ugly. Thank you, though. Sources said that across the continent of Africa, millions of dollars in unsold pride wear has still gone unclaimed. Quote, it seems as the it seems that these tribal people are homophobic bigots, said Kamala Fuzz, a Peace Corps volunteer in the nearby city of uh, Kampala. We need to teach these ignorant savages to be more gay. In response, Target has announced a task force to infiltrate African elementary schools to teach queer theory to kindergartners. Experts say this will make it more likely for the locals to accept the Pride merch. At publishing time, all the members of Target's task force have been thrown into a Ugandan prison. Which is exactly what would happen in real life, by the way. Right. Um, I think I would rather wear tree leaves and a rubber tire over a pride merch clothes fair enough i think i would much rather do that yeah now as we enter quote-unquote pride month i i do enjoy there was a uh there's a hashtag that is going around on twitter pat uh the take it back uh meaning the rainbow uh for christianity because the rainbow is what it has long been a symbol of of God. It's long been right. a yep. symbol of of that end endless love of God, right? That's really what it has been for the longest time. So I, I enjoyed that movement. Take it back. Um, there's companies who have put out uh, Christian companies who have been putting out the the rainbow flag with that hashtag in it. Um, So if you see that on Twitter, don't think that they're a woke company. It's that they are literally telling you they are a Christian company. So again, doing business with those that won't insult you, this is another version of that, right? Right, right. Speaking of that, um, yeah, I don't think we've been able to talk about this, Pat. So I'm going to go truth or fiction on this one. Truth or fiction. um, Major League Baseball will be the first sport to die by the sword of woke um I, i'm i'm gonna go with fiction 
and it's not that I don't disagree that they are going to die by the sword of woke. I think the NBA will be first. Mm, okay. Interesting. Um, the reason I bring this up, Pat, is because we haven't had a chance to talk about the uh, Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and uh, the Dodgers all that often, right? I, mean, I think uh, that was happening just as we were kind of moving back and forth here. Right, um, right. But I'm looking at this, and I'm watching a literal split in the players, in the management, in the fan bases, right? Uh-uh. And it's not that... Well, we want to include everybody, right? It's not that, hmm, everybody's welcome at the ballpark. It's no, we're going to insult you to your face and then ask you to come back later on this season for a night that we celebrate you. That's untenable. That is an absolute untenable position. But that is what the Dodgers are asking us to do. But Pat, um, I think this is absolutely true because... The NBA is, which, what is different about the NBA and MLB is that the NBA is catering to a very specific market. They are. They are fully on board with that market, right? They know who they're targeting, what they're targeting, and they're unabashed about it. But Major League Baseball is doing what? Attempting to have its cake and eat it, too. So, okay. I guess the, I guess a better way of putting it is the argument here is the, the the MLB is trying to pull a Bud Light target situation, whereas the NBA is th- th- they already know who they're targeting and they're only targeting that audience. Um, as part of the argument, uh, the other part of M- MLB is that they want to be the NBA, right? They want right. to go down that road, but they're afraid to go down that road. Because they've already seen declining attendances. They've got all the regional sports network issues that are going on right now. Like Tuesday was the last day you could see a Padres game over the air, by the way. So get get your ass to the ballpark and then, oh, by the way, take a heavy dose of woke while you're there. Um, yeah, and, you know, I haven't been to a ball game this year. And I live literally a 10-minute walk from the arguably the most iconic ballpark in the country, right, at Wrigley Field. I live 10 minutes away. It is as easy as humanly possible to get there, right? To, to go see my brewers play a game there if I wanted to, right? Easy as hell. They can't give me a ticket. I'm just not doing it. But the other part of this is, Pat, you're now making your players pick and choose. We, we saw it yesterday with um, the Blue Jays pitcher, right? The, the Millie Mouth BS statement that he had to make because, oh my God, he shared a video that just simply explained why a Christian should boycott Target and Bud Light. And and now he's got to use the resources of the Blue Jays to better educate himself. On what? What? How, how to be a better Christian? Or how dare you be a Christian? Like, what, what are you educating yourself on? But, Pat, we're also watching, as Jerome Williams yesterday came out with, uh, you know, this statement, right? The statement saying, as a devout Catholic, I am deeply troubled by the Dodgers' decision to reinvite and honor the group, the Sisters of the Perpetual Indulgence, at their Pride Night this year. A Major League Baseball game is a place where people from all walks of life should feel welcomed, something I greatly respect and support. This is the purpose of different themed nights hosted by the organization, including Pride Night, to invite and honor a group that makes blatant and deeply offensive mockery of my religion and the religion of over 4 million people in Los Angeles County alone undermines the values of respect and inclusivity that should be upheld by any organization. Creating an environment in which one group feels celebrated and honored at the expense of another is counterproductive and wrong. So he continues you know, talking about that. And then at the end, as Catholics, we look to Jesus Christ and the way he was treated, and we realize that any suffering in this world unites us to him in the next. So we have that statement, right? But again, this is the pitch. He's a pitcher for the, the, the Nationals, right? Yes. Okay. And then we have the Blue Jays guy, who's a quote-unquote devout Christian, literally made to bend the knee bigot, right? How dare you have a differing opinion 
than the prevailing woke narrative inside Major League Baseball. So you're going to not only be made to make an absolutely milly-mouthed BS public apology, right? 35 seconds of, yes, please, please don't, please don't, you know, string me up and, and whip me. Please don't, please don't, please don't. You're a grown-ass 35-year-old man on the bottom side, downside of your career. What in the absolute hell are you bending the knee for? Whom? You've made your millions of dollars. You've done your thing. What could they possibly do to you? Oh, you're not going to pitch again? 31 other jobs, right? Out there, I'm pretty sure the Brewers could use some help in the relief in the bullpen right now. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of organizations that would take a take an opportunity like that. Oh, wait. They're all on that woke train. But, Pat, we also got this from, uh, I think it's Blake Treon from the Los Angeles Dodgers. So this is how you fight this, by the way. The Dodgers, uh, Blake Treon. I am disappointed to see the Sisters of, of Perpetual Indulgence being honored as heroes at Dodger Stadium. Many of their performances are blasphemous, and their work only displays hate and mockery of Catholics in the Christian faith. I understand that playing baseball is a privilege and not a right. My convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. Since I have been with the Dodgers, they have been at the forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, inviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to perform disenfranchises a large community and promotes hate of Christians and people of faith. This single event alienates the fans and supporters of the Dodgers, Major League Baseball, and professional sports. People like baseball for its entertainment value and competition. The fans do not want propaganda or politics forced on them. The debacle with Bud Light and Target should be a warning to companies in professional sports to stay true to their brand and leave the propaganda and politics off the field. I believe Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. I believe the word of God is true. And in Galatians 6, 7, it says, Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. This group openly mocks Jesus Christ, the cornerstone of my faith, and I want to make it clear that I do not agree with nor support the decision of the Dodgers to, quote-unquote, honor the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Quote, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24.15, signed Blake Treon. This is how you split your house, this is how you begin to not just have cracks, but those cracks become crevices, and those crevices become chasms. This is how you are, as Major League Baseball, making Clayton Kershaw and Blake Treon and all these people choose baseball or their faith, right? Do I do I go out there on Pride Night and pitch, right? Or do I sit in the dugout, and then by sitting in the dugout during that game, right, or sitting in the um, in the bullpen, am I condoning this action? The honoring of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence? Or do I not show up to the ballpark that day? How do you come back from that? You know, and they they announced you know with Clayton Kershaw right um, coming out as the 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 biggest Christian um, athlete that we would know today, right? Um, one of the most famous uh, famous baseball pitchers of today's game, right? Right. Coming out and saying, "Hey, hang on a second, guys. They're also going to do Christian Family Night, so we're going to suffer the blasphemy and then placate you." Good little Christian. Good little Christian. Would you dare have a group, a gay group that mocks Mohammed? Or that plays up, uh, plays mockery to Hindu gods or Buddhist belief systems? Would you do that? No, but it's okay to mock a Christian belief system. And then, oh, by the way, we're, we're going to shove that down your throat. And then 
We're going to shove it up your backside too. And oh, by the way, players bend the knee now. Watch this happen on the field. Participate in it or else. These are, this is how you kill your business. This is how you do it. It isn't just about the consumer making a choice. Now you're saying the people who are producing the product make a choice. And I'll tell you right now, Blake Treon's making his choice, right? As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. <laughs> That's his choice. Good for him. Stand up for that. But this is how you... you you make it so that uh, you're the pool of people who would want to grow up idolizing a baseball player, idolizing being wearing that Dodger uniform, wearing the Brewers uniform, the Cubs, whatever, right? Wanting the mystique of, of going to a game at Wrigley Field or Fenway or Chavez Ravine or the tailgate, you know, the thing that uh, while you might not like AmFam Field, you might you might might really love the atmosphere that's created by all the fans and the tailgating scene and all the stuff that makes a Brewer game unique. You take that and no kid wants to, there, there's no incentive, right? For that father to pass that on to the son or, or the, the father to pass it on to the daughter or mother to the daughter or son. No incentive, right? There's no, you got me in the feels anymore, Right. That's how you do that. I don't know where we're going here, Pat. Don't know where we're going. I, I And this is how you killed your business. It's already dying on the vine, right? Look at the Los Angeles, or I mean the um, Oakland, soon-to-be Las Vegas A's, right? They're going to build a stadium that only houses 30,000 people. That's it? In in Las Vegas, Vegas, in the hopes of not that people, not that Las Vegas will suddenly become an A's town, right? But that it will become a mecca for other fans to want to go to the stadium. The future of Major League Baseball is bleak on an economic standpoint. So while you're dying on that economic vine, let's make sure we we make sure that the people who produce our product, right? don't feel like they're welcomed to fully participate, right? I mean, we're just using the same ask that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence crowd asks, asks of us, right? I must be fully recognized. Okay, well, let, let, let's do it, right? You fully recognize my religion, then. You fully recognize that I should be able to, to do this as well. And it's happening all over the country in different corporations and different startups and all that, right? There's only one side that must be fully recognized, right? Especially this month. What are we doing? The game that uh, has been around the national pastime is about to be pastime uh, pretty soon here. Uh, because en enough people are going to say, yeah, nah, I'm good. I, and it's already 162 games. How do you follow it? You know, the, the whole point is that this is the, the, the game of summer, all that, right? Oh, by the way, spend $200 at the ballpark. Wh why? How? Um, do that 82 times too, by the way. You're asking a lot. You already were asking a lot. And now it's, uh, oh yeah, we're, we're not just doing like uh, Star Wars theme night or cutesy pop culture reference nights, right? Right. We're right. not doing that. We're, we're also going to make sure that uh, we shove all of our woke belief system down your throat all the time. Oh, sure. We'll, we'll do the, uh, the 4th of July wrap ourselves in the flag moment, but we really don't believe that we're just telling you we do. I just, I don't know how you see this any other way than it's dying and it will be dead. It'll be the first, I, I predict the first professional sports league that will 
that has been of the major four, if you will, that will go away. I don't know when, don't know exactly how, but when you can't do streaming television correctly, right? When you don't have the revenue streams of television that you used to have, when people are not paying a gob of money to get to MLB.tv anymore, when you don't have a product that people recognize very often, like I couldn't, let's put it this way. I follow the Milwaukee Brewers, right? I don't know if I could pick out of a lineup, maybe more than four or five of them. Like just looking at them, right? I know right. the names of the players, but and I follow the sport, right? And I follow, I shouldn't say the sport. I follow my Brewers. I don't really follow the sport anymore. And I, by follow the Brewers, I mean, I check the score maybe every other day or something, right? I used to watch every game all the time and make sure that it was on in the summer in the background of whatever else I was doing. Don't do that anymore. It's just not worth it because they've proven which side they're on. And by the way, that's not to say you don't have a pride night. If you want to have that, go for it, right? But I can have the choice to not participate in that. You're telling the people who are producing your product, participate and watch the blasphemy or else. That's all they're asking. They're not saying don't have pride night, right? That's not what Blake Trion, that's not what Jerome Williams, that's not what Clayton Kershaw are talking about. Or Anthony Bass, by the way. That's not what they're talking about. They're also at least asking, can you at least have Pride Night without insulting everybody else? Mm-hmm. That's all they're asking. Hey, how about you don't mock my religion while doing so? It's just that simple. All right, um, Pat, you've got one more truth or fiction for me. Well, in that case, uh, we'll do this. Truth or fiction? I'm going to be a father in 2023. Truth, Pat. I'm going to go with truth because that would be great, grand, wonderful if that is the case. Well, you would be 100% correct, sir. I am going to be a father in 2023. This is absolutely truth. Yes. Um, we are. Ex- my wife and I are expecting after um, several years of trying to have children. Um, we are expecting a baby boy this November. Uh, the best November month to have a birthday to ever, Pat. The best month to have a birthday ever. Uh, I, I would say the second, but okay. Um, the, now, November if, 26th if Ashley is our due could, date. you know, hold on to about November 10th. Well, see, that's possible because uh, while our due date is November 26th, we will likely be induced at... 38 weeks. So, um, that Schedule that appointment around, for November 10th. Yeah, that puts us around November 12th or so. Uh-huh. So, yeah. November yeah. 10th is theoretically possible. Yeah, just tell the uh, tell the doctor that you want November 10th uh, because the, the person that you uh, feel the strongest kinship with, that, that's his birthday. My. Sure, sure. That that's exactly why I would want November tenth. Ex- yep. the, the two of us can share an amazing birthday together. My uh, my grandmother had probably the the sweetest and cutest reaction of all of this because when I when I called her up, I I asked her. I said, "So what what are you doing for Thanksgiving this year?" And she's like, "Well, hopefully you'll be here celebrating it with me." And I said, "Well, I don't think that's going to be possible." She's like, "Well, why not?" Well, how about how about I ask you this? I'm like. Why don't you come out here for Thanksgiving to Utah and, uh, you know, have some turkey, have some pie, can meet your great grandson. What? Maybe go go out skiing or something like that. And, she, and it, it didn't click with her right away. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then she thought about it for a minute. She's like, oh, when's the baby do? And I'm like, November 26th. She's like, oh, can he wait just four more days? Because then, then it'll be my birthday because her, hers is on November 30th. Gotcha. So. Gotcha. So I will say this. If, if you do do that on November 10th, I'm just going to say um, regulators mount up. Warren G know. shares that birthday. No. Um, so does, by the way, uh, Miranda Lambert. 
Just going to put that out there. Um, Tracy Morgan. Right. I don't care about any of those. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Martin Luther was born on November 10th in 1483. Uh, okay. That heretic. Um, let's see. Who else do we have here? Uh, bu- 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 that you might know. Diplo, the DJ. Nope. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, no, don't again, care. Miranda Lambert. Um, Brittany Murphy. Ellen Pompeo. Josh Peck. Dream Kardashian. Also born on November 10th. I don't care. Great about day any- to be born, in other words, Pat. Just saying. I, I don't care about any of those people. Like, <laughs> but congratulations. Nope. We're super excited. Um, obviously the you know, we'll we'll see what the roadmap for the show does and changes or doesn't change. Um, but all of it in a good way uh going forward. But we are super excited, super proud. Send your well wishes over to at the Padoni Show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of that wonderful goodness. Uh super excited for you guys. Um, yeah. The journey might have been long, but your swimmers were strong. By the way, gee, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, the I will say this: uh, um, if you know, because we 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 did have to go through IVF to do this, mm-hmm. um, and uh, as as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is why I'm trying to finish my garage. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is is because I'm trying so that way I can get all my tools and stuff set up in such a way. To where we can finish the baby's room because I don't have a place in my garage to do that at the moment. So I need all that stuff to happen so we can actually finish the baby's room. So, well, good luck with all of that. Congratulations from the Coppins household to the Oni household. Uh, you, you, you know that uh, we've been there supporting you guys from, uh, from day uno. Um, mm. So yeah. Um, you know how hard it was to keep that secret <laughs> for the last few uh, months, dude, Yes, actually, I do because um, and not just during the the, the day we found out it was hard not to tell anybody. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I I know exactly how you think it was hard for you to keep this secret. You have no idea. No idea. (laughs) All right. So on that happy note, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. I'm going to be a father. But I would also rather wear tree leaves and a, and, a, and a rubber tire rather than wearing pride clothes. Fair enough. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. Congrats to Ashley and Pat. And as always, Matthew 547.